Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. That's right, folks. The Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as I do my best, as I do my part to introduce you and yours to the artists, the designers, the illustrators, those creative motherfuckers who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. And this week, this week is no different. We have the man himself, Mr. Joey Potts, 18th Street Brewery, coming to you live here on the canvas, episode number 51, 51, Cinquenta y Uno. That shit's crazy. And we can't believe it. We are having a great time. And I would say these last few weeks have been something special. We really feel like we're catching our second wind. We really feel like we're meeting some amazing folks. Folks sliding into our DMs, giving us feedback, recommending us to different folks. It's really been an organic experience. We do like to tip our caps to folks who recommend artists. And this week's artist, Mr. Joey Potts, was recommended by... The one and only Mr. Matthew Ryan Sharp. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, Mateo. It's awesome because we're just getting a snowball effect. This world is so big and everybody's drinking beer and beer is just exploding. Brewery, 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 brewery. Boom. And what do you need? You need art in those cans. And we are here to introduce you to those folks. And so it is exciting. It is a great experience. We're having a lot of fun doing it. Folks like Joey make my job very, very easy. As a joke, inside joke, our boy Matt is definitely, he was a storyteller. He was a set record and kind of set that away and make it happen. But I think Joey set the new bar for Chatty Cathy's. And we love you for it, Joey. So don't. Don't blush. Don't be ashamed. You're a storyteller, and we love it. So this week, we got some great news to share with everybody. Other than the fact you can go to joeypots.com. That's pots with two T's, J-O-E-Y-P-O-T-T-S. Or you can go to 18thstreetbrewery.com. You can see all of Joey's work there. They have a great section called 18th Labels. And I think that's really just something special because... They have a special section on your website for the work of your designer, your creative. It just it just shows how important those labels are, and I don't think that should be uh, should be uh, understated. So you know, tip the cap to Drew and the crew over there for going the extra mile. We do we do appreciate it. And selfishly, when I'm looking at imagery and trying to find stuff, it makes my life super easy. So I mean, it's definitely a a win 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 for everybody. But as I was saying, it's an exciting week because this week we announced our sixth 12-pack. And you're saying, damn, man, we're just in the middle of the fifth 12-pack. And you're coming out with the sixth. We don't stop. We, the hustle, the hustle never sleeps. And as we learned that here, hard work, dedication, and love of the craft. There's so many great artists, designers, branding people. We're going to find them. Wherever you are, we will find you. Not like a malicious way. Like, not like hunt you down, but like we're just going to find you and we're going to get you on the show. So with that said, let's do a quick little overview of who's in that 612 pack. You can see the new video we created. The videos don't really get much much love, but man, that's just, you know, maybe it's just me being 
You know, maybe I'm just being a little self-conscious. Anyway, with that said, here we go. So we have Wooly Press. They work on Fanta Flooring Brewing in North Carolina. We have the man himself, Mr. Pete Bissell of Bissell Brothers. Chris Jacobs, The Beer Zombie, Joanna Burry, New Park Brewing. They're blown up outside of the Hartford area. Check them out. Cecil Warner. He's our first artist from the Collective Arts Brewing Series. You can check him out at toyhandscreate.com. Kent Ambler, Blackberry Farm Brewery. They're outside of Tennessee. Nick Dwyer, checking in from across the pond at Beavertown. Martin Eustessen from Evil Twin Brewing. Nikki Rosignol from Down the Road Beer Company. Jason Robertson, who has done work with Sierra Nevada. He also is, does his consumer package and branding, cpbranding.com. We have Abigail DeWitt from Monday Night Brewing. You can check her out at AJ DeWitt. Big up to another AJ. And then Dan the Man Hamilton from Kent Falls Brewing. Check him out at Dan Warning on Instagram. We are convincing Dan to get Dan Hamilton or danwarning.com, so stay tuned for that. So really excited to introduce you to all these great new artists and designers. And you can find out more information, 16ozcanvas.com is the website, 16ozcanvas on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and now on YouTube. And we're also, drum roll please, we're being cool, we're doing the cool thing like all the artists are doing, we're also on Vero, V-E-R-O. Don't know what the fuck I'm doing with there, but hey. Everybody's doing it. Cool kids are there. That's where we are. So, without further ado, I bring to you the one, the only, Mr. Joey Potts. 18th Street Brewery, right here, 16-ounce canvas. Enjoy, my friends. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to have with us today the one and only Mr. Joey Potts. Joey is checking in via Indiana. This is our first Indianian. I know that's a proper way to say it. Illustrator and creative director for the 18th Street Brewery. They're based out of Hammond, Indiana. So thanks so much for uh, making the time to join us today, Joe. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. So I apologize, dude. Uh, the, the brewery is out of Hammond, Indiana. I'm actually based out of Chicago, though. Oh, okay, but cool. 18th Street Brewery itself, yeah, is uh, started in Gary, Indiana, and... Um, we still have a one spot, a uh, uh, small brewery and tap room in Gary, Indiana, and then we have a uh, our main production facility and uh, tap room and and breweries in uh, Hammond, Indiana. But but yeah, I'm actually I'm actually based out of Chicago. Okay, that's 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 good and bad. I mean, the good is that I'm in Chicago way more than I'm in Hammond, Indiana, so we will be able to have beers in person. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I had a t-shirt I had a t-shirt made for you as our first Indianian, so. I will have to send. Oh, crap! I'll have to send. I'll have to send that back. No, but yeah, no, we're, we're, but yeah. So that's all good. Yeah, like I like I said, uh, we mentioned it before. Um, you know, you're a, a fan favorite. I've gotten your know, recommendations from you know some of our listeners and even uh, you know other artists. So it was really kind of you know nice. That always makes my job a lot easier when I'm trying to do the the research for for artists. But the the first time I was kind of turned on to you was uh, Matthew Ryan Sharp from uh, 350. He uh, Mm-hmm. You know, he told me to uh, 
check you out. Uh, you know, math not, never uh, short on words, so it was definitely it was cool to to get that recommendation and. <laughs> And then it was weird. That I, dude can talk. Yeah, he's a chat. Yeah, yeah those are the best ones. Yeah, it was just like, I, asked like th- I think I asked him like three questions and it was like done. And he, yeah, he he did warn me ahead of time though. He wasn't like that. Some folks don't realize they're chatty and that's always like, yeah. then you try to interrupt them. Like Matt's like, he, he's like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into here. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're good. But yeah, then, um, yeah, but then what, what cool was once we kind of connected and we were trying to, bounce some you know bounce some ideas off I, I i was doing a you know a beer trade and somebody threw in you know someone just threw in an 18th street i never i never had it before so that usually mm-hmm. so that was really cool because you know obviously we hope the beer is good and i did i did enjoy it but it was um it's uh you know we're beer agnostic so we really try to like we were talking about before not really focus on the beer so it was just kind mm-hmm. of like, it was just kind of a nice sign from the universe that we made the you know right right That's choice cool. to, to, to team out with you yeah it was um it was like a screwball one. I think it had like a vice on like a, a on like a jawbreaker or like an eyeball. It was uh, really yeah, candy crushable. Yeah, super. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was, it was great. That, uh, yeah, super vivid. It was like really a lot of great colors. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was nice. I really liked that one a lot. Thanks, man. I've actually been that one's been kind of a pain in my ass lately because we're uh, uh, we're moving a few of our beers to printed cans and. Uh, uh, the kind six of colors. Kind of, yeah, the, the yeah six. exactly. So that one's not bad, but there was a lot of small detail that I had to figure out how to get rid of, you know, because printing on a can is completely different than printing on a just on a flat label. So, you know, it's been uh, one of those ones where I've been trying to do a few different things on it to to try to figure it out to get it to where I like it. But but that's cool, man. I'm glad you like that. Be- yeah, yeah, uh, that's good to know since we're going to printed cans with them. <laughs> yeah, right. That, yeah, so is that so, so you get a lot of printed cans? Yeah, so is that kind of the is that the move? Like once you go to the printed can, that's kind of the one that's like more of like a of a flagship or a staple is because the limited. I mean, I guess they don't really care to the limiting of the of the the color choices versus probably the cost savings of printed cans, right? Is that kind of where it comes down to? Yeah, you know, because it's like you can buy. Um, you can buy, uh, buy the, uh, like bright cans, just like the blank ass can, um, you know, that you run through your, through your can filler, um, for the same price as you can buy printed cans, um, which sounds backwards, but I guess that's the way it works. Um, but yes, moving, moving some beers to printing cans is, is, you know, a step that we're taking in, in, you know, um, yeah, having, you know, some more flagship beers and having some beers that would be, you know, around kind of year round as opposed to just, you know, once every, you know, maybe we brew it once every two months or something, you know, we're just kind of making the moves into uh, having beer, uh, you know, uh, flagship beers that'll be around that people can get, you know, all the time instead of just, you know, once in a while. Yeah, I think it's been interesting because I think that, few years back you'd see more a brewery would have a couple of beers that were their flagships but now i think and i think it's probably correlating to the ipa craze you know the fact that it just mm-hmm. so many different variations or experimentations and flavors but it's it's been interesting because you have all the I mean, for folks like yourself it keeps you busy so i think for the artist all the different uh beers that are coming out keeps you guys making more labels which we are always all about but it's been interesting because you don't see You'll see as many people have the the same 
you know, five or six beers that are always available. But I mean, I think that's kind of the, it's kind of good. To, that's a good step for, for 18th street to be at. So that's always, uh, that's always good too. Cheers over there. Yeah. 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 For a business, it's good for sure. Um, plus it, yeah, it, it'll be nice to just have beers that I love, you know, constantly available. So, and, <laughs> and then still have, you know, the ones that we can, you know, just mess around with and, and I can do new labels for and, and stuff like that, you know, so that's kind of the best of both worlds really. Yeah. Now do you get distribution in Chicago? Yeah, we just got distribution back in Chicago a little over a year ago uh, and it's slowly, yeah, getting, uh, you know, slowly growing. Um, but it's nice. Like Hammond's only about 45 minutes away. Um, and I work remotely for the most part. Like I go down, uh, about once a week for meetings. But, um, aside from that, I just work primarily from my house, depending on what's going on. If, if, you know, if there's stuff, if I'm like painting a mural down there, then obviously I'll go down there or, you know, if we're having an event, you know, an event down there, I'll go down or whatever. But, but for the most part, I just get to work uh, from my house in Chicago, which is which is pretty sweet. Nice, yeah, no pants, the whole thing. It's good, yeah. I definitely understand. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The secrets, the secrets of of working from home. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, sometimes you have to do like my my previous job. It was for an Australian company, and they would have us do like vi- like they wouldn't like they would use Skype, but but it was like video Skype, and it was. Early on, it was it was the worst because it was almost like a like almost like an anchorman type thing. You'd like be oh, I got to put on this jacket or something with my waist up. But meanwhile, you're just like ah, you like get dressed up to like talk to somebody <laughs> on the phone. It was awful. Yeah. I had a Skype call the other day and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I got to put on pants." Like, why yeah. did I do this on Monday morning? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the worst. You're like, no, or you see the video thing you're like no, and you're like oh. <laughs> the web the webcam's not working so like and that's good you just say that because very few people are that tech savvy you just be like oh i'm having this technical problem i, I up- uploaded it or updated the new the new version it's just been really wonky <laughs> and people are like oh yeah all right cool you're like so can we just on the phone yeah, yeah you're good yeah 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 it'd be better let's just do the phone <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> All right, so so Joey, take us back. Obviously, you know we were you know touching about 18th Street, but just kind of you know how did you get into you know, illustration and, and and drawing? You know, it seems you know like something you've been doing for a while, and it's a real passion of yours. But what kind of what's the what's the Joey Pot story? Uh, it was um, I mean it's it's I I feel like kind of the cliche story. I mean, uh. Uh, maybe not how it starts. Uh, it was, uh, I grew up in, um, Southern Tennessee, like around Chattanooga, um, till I was 12 years old, but probably around the time I was like, I think I was probably like five. I think my brother was like eight. And, uh, my dad who is actually a, uh, a florist by trade, um, brought home a, uh, how to draw cartoons book and a, drawing table just like out of nowhere and i mean we knew when we were little like we saw a few like drawings at my grandpa's house that that my dad had done you know and so for whatever reason one day he just got you know he was like i'm gonna you know buy this how to draw cartoons book and bring home a drafting table and uh you know so i got super into that and you know i was just like you know doing what little kids do just drawing pictures and then copying pictures out of the how to draw cartoons books and then you know, eventually leads to, you know, 
copying Sunday funnies or whatever. And, uh, you know, and then mix that with like cartoons and, you know, later on, you know, a couple years later, like comic books and then having an older brother, he got into skateboarding and, um, it was cool cause my brother wasn't able to get a skateboard till he was 10. And then he got one and needed somebody to skateboard with because we lived like, you know, just in the, you know, we lived in a neighborhood, but it was just way in the woods, like in Tennessee, you know, it was like literally nothing around. So uh, he needed somebody to skateboard with. So my mom let me get a skateboard when I was like, you know, seven. So I started skateboarding and then, uh, you know, obviously fell in love with that and then fell in love with just everything, you know, associated with that through, you know, through the boards themselves, through the t-shirts, through, you know, uh, Thrasher, you know, just like seeing everything that was going on, seeing kind of like an outside view, you know, to the world, you know, from this like area in Tennessee where there was just trees, you know, and, um, so just, you know, got into it like that, started, you know, drawing and, um, you know, kind of stepping away from copying stuff and, you know, trying to, you know, just as a, you know, a youngster, just trying to make my own, you know, kind of art, whatever that, you know, whatever that was. And uh, moved to, we moved to central Indiana when I was uh, in seventh grade and, uh, for whatever reason, it was like that move was just like, I, I had gotten, you know, like by sixth grade, sixth, early seventh grade into the sea, I was, I was getting better at drawing and, you know, and art and stuff. And then it was like, we moved to Indiana and it was like really different. Like it was just not, it was just weird. And, uh, just, you know, kind of got more, you know, kind of put myself more into drawing as a way, you know, just of, like anything like like expression and just kind of you know it was like i didn't know anybody and and it wasn't you know it wasn't like i was like oh boo hoo hoo i'm gonna draw pictures it was just kind of like you know a way to you know, deal with this weird ass move and you know uh and then like had some teachers that kind of saw that you know that's what i like to do and uh you know so started encouraging it and then luckily uh have parents that have always been very encouraging, um, of, of, you know, art and, and, you know, me doing, you know, whatever it was art wise, whether they understood it or not, you know? Um, so yeah, then high school just kind of started, uh, you know, drawing more. I got to take some, uh, Saturday school classes at a, uh, at a, uh, kind of like community, uh, I guess it was, it was like a, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a public college, um, in Indiana, in Indianapolis, um, at like their art, um, uh, at their art school. And, uh, so that was cool. Like really eye opening and really made me want to, you know, pursue art, you know, in college, you know, instead of, you know, whatever other road, you know, I, I could have taken whatever that would have been. Uh, and then got lucky, got a, uh, applied to a bunch of colleges. My mom was like really helpful and, uh, helping me, you know, do all the college stuff, fill out paperwork and all that crap. And, uh, you know, they would even take me around to different colleges in the area that, you know, I was looking at and, uh, 
kind of randomly applied for this college in Baltimore called the Maryland Institute College of Art. And it was just like, oh, I'll never get in there, but, you know, I'll, I'll apply for it because it's, you know, it's like a pretty damn good school and, you know, but whatever, I'll never get into it. And then I uh, ended up getting a getting offered a really good scholarship, one that, you know, was like, oh, shit, you know, we can actually, I can actually afford to go here, you know, thanks to the scholarship, like, awesome, because otherwise, no freaking way that would have happened. Uh, so yeah, I did college uh, in Baltimore, stuck around for a year, and uh, during the year after graduation, I had actually linked up with a uh, uh, a a small business. I even forget, man. It might have been through like Craigslist or something that I found this gig. But uh, this was in 2003, um, and found a uh, a dude who was looking for an artist to make um, T-shirts for him. So started doing that. Started working freelance and. And still doing a lot of painting. I in in school I studied uh, illustration, but I took a lot of painting classes. I took some design classes, but it was always between like painting and illustration was kind of like this. I don't know the the two things that I really loved to do. Um, but I knew that painting wasn't always going to pay bills. But that was always for a long time what I really liked doing. And uh, illustration was like I was like. Yeah, of course, you know, it'll probably pay better, but you know, I I don't like it just wasn't as kind of like free feeling as as uh as painting was, if that makes any sense. But um so anyway, I you know, I start working for this guy doing t-shirts and um eventually in mid 2004 end up moving out to Chicago um because I had wanted to move out to California to try to work with a uh, skateboard company. Uh, I had no idea which one. It didn't matter. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, gonna move from Baltimore because there wasn't much. I didn't feel that there was much on the East Coast at that time. And I also, for whatever reason, thought I really wanted to live in California. Um, and so, well, like, yeah, Chicago would be a good stop off plus, I had a couple buddies out here. My brother lived here, uh, and had, uh, you know, my family was in central Indiana. So, you know, I thought it would be a good, good place to stop off and maybe, you know, get some more experience to, you know, I don't know, do whatever. And then, and then head out to California. But, uh, so shortly after arriving in Chicago, it was like, I ended up meeting this dude, Ryan, who, uh, had a, um, a small uh, clothing line that was kind of based in like the hip hop community, which was something that uh, I was really into. Um, and so I started making t-shirts with him and uh, his, his company that was called uh, formula works. And it was cool. Cause he was very open to what I was doing illustration wise, which was not what you would typically have found on like hip hop stuff back in the day. Um, but, uh, you know, he was into it and, uh, you know, it gave me a lot of freedom and, and, you know, gave me a lot of, you know, it, it kind of gave me a lot of confidence in what I was doing. And then, uh, also introduced me to a lot of, uh, a lot of artists who are still really close friends and, um, and who are still, uh, making art here in Chicago and, and elsewhere at this point too. But, um, so 
around that same time was uh in late 2004 um right in my neighborhood in chicago a store called uh roto fuji was opening and uh roto fuji is a uh you know a designer toy store um which was just kind of uh taken off in 2004 and um the owners are, you know, just like insanely nice, like super cool. I went in there and met them and, you know, just started going to all of their openings. Um, they would, you know, they would have art openings. They would have, uh, you know, obviously toy art openings. And they started throwing their own shows, like custom painted toys. And uh, so I started getting involved with that and um, started do, doing a lot of custom painted uh, toys, doing a shitload of custom painted shoes, which I will never paint a shoe again in my life because it sucks. But uh, um, it's, man, it sucks. I painted 12 pairs of New Balances one time in like a month, and it was like all the same, all the same design. And it was man, that sucked. It was cool, but it was like man, I I think that was the last shoe I ever painted. Us, like, I'm done with this. <laughs> but um so you know we we started um getting real involved with with the vinyl toys was doing a lot of shows um just sending off toys to different shows you know it was like monthly there was a show that I was sending you know these like custom painted toys to and then also custom painted or you know also like painted canvases and you know it was kind of like whatever show whatever art show group show it could get in, you know, I just wanted in it. And, uh, and then, uh, we started me and me and some friends like, um, started just throwing our own art shows too in Chicago. So, um, you know, we would throw gallery shows. Um, my, uh, my good buddy, um, revise the graffiti artist and, you know, we would, um, you know, along with some other folks would, would throw, you know, monthly shows and, um, you know, we, we actually, uh, you know, just kind of got, a, kind of a core group of, uh, folks that we were, you know, showing a lot with and, uh, you know, just kind of trying to make it happen. And if, you know, it, it was like, Chicago's really great right now for art. Like it's, it's, it's awesome to see, but, um, early two thousands and mid two thousands, it just was not it wasn't where it's at right now, you know? Um, but, uh, let's see. So we're just, you know, hustling, you know, trying to make it work with, with, you know, art and painting and, you know, this toy thing. And, um, you know, and then of course, uh, 2008 and, you know, all of that commodity, commodity type shit, like, you know, toys and stuff just kind of started dropping. Cause you know, people are like, well, why am I going to spend money on a, custom painted toy when you know i just lost my job you know like um and uh you know so that you know that started you know kind of petering out and then uh that wasn't right in 2008 you know it was a few years after that or whatever but you know one it was kind of like i don't know 2008 was kind of turned into a year where it started like kind of turning around for me because uh I don't know. I got, that was the first time I got laid off from a job that I was at. And then, uh, just like the next couple of years were just kind of like 
you know, went through like three different layoffs, collected unemployment, you know, like all that shit you don't want to have happen. And, you know, just like, but, but at the same time, like, you know, going home and painting every night, you know, working a shit job, you know, whatever it was and, you know, going home and, you know, painting every night for like five, six, seven hours, you know, to be in a show, you know, spending, you know, like 40 hours, you know, painting this painting and, you know, it just got to be like, man, you know, kind of like, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, just kind of like not really, not really making anything happen. And, you know, I just kind of started, you know, realizing that like, you know, I wasn't really, uh, the painting was awesome and, you know, the hustle was fun and, you know, but it was kind of like, you know, getting to a point where it was like, you know, kind of what, you know, what's, what's, what's the point in this, you know, I'm, I'm, spending all this time doing these paintings and doing these shows, but still like really nothing's, nothing's coming of it, you know? And, and instead of like getting that, um, that like, Oh, this is like an awesome, like, uh, you know, cathartic thing to be doing, you know, it's kind of started feeling like a chore, you know, and, and, you know, getting to the point where you're kind of like, well, you know, am I actually happy doing this painting or like, you know, why, what's, you know, what's the grander, you know, the grander picture and all this. And, so, uh, my wife who at the time, you know, was just girlfriend and we we're, you know, just living together. Um, she was like, look, dude, like, why don't you start, you know, why don't, why don't you just like ask some friends to do some, like some posters for their, uh, for their music and, and do, you know, start doing posters for my band, for her band. Um, you know, you know, start, you know, why don't you take over doing the graphics for, you know, for that? Why don't you ask some other friends if you can do graphics, you know, some illustrations for, you know, your DJ friends, you know, ask, you know, you've got some buddies who do like, you know, just different random things like, you know, one, one was a homebrewer, see if you can, you know, maybe do something for him. And, um, you know, so I started doing that, you know, started doing some fun like flyers and, you know, advertisements and then, um, you know, posters for my wife's gigs and, and like her record labels and stuff. And, um, you know, at this time just working, you know, kind of crappy jobs and, uh, you know, so, so, you know, just kind of obviously like most artists, you know, you can be unhappy at your day job, but come home and, you know, do, um, fun stuff at night, to you know, make you feel, you know, to fulfill that creative need, you know? And, uh, so I, I was in that boat and I was doing, uh, I ended up doing a, um, a freelance gig for a buddy. I did a, uh, a logo for his home brewery. It was, uh, the brewery was called low dive. And, um, so did a did a logo for him and then uh, ended up uh me and my wife got married in 2012 and um ended up uh on the honeymoon my wife was like you know why don't you just quit your job <laughs> and you know why don't you take on this apprenticeship that uh that your buddy um you know has been talking to you about and and uh you know, let's, let's just like, screw it. You know, she was like, you hate this job, but you know, you've been doing these, uh, uh, freelance gigs and stuff. And, you know, why, why don't you just keep doing those? And, um, 
say I got back from my honeymoon and, and literally like the, like four days later, I had already quit my job and I was going to be starting this, uh, apprenticeship doing, uh, mobile app design, which, uh, (laughs) is not much fun. (laughs) It wasn't much more fun than what I was doing, but, uh, but what it, what was cool is that it actually helped, uh, you know, since it was just an apprenticeship, it helped me, you know, along these lines of uh, picking up more freelance and more illustration gigs. And, and during that time, it helped me, um, I had been actually contacted by uh, Drew Fox, who's, who's the owner of 18th Street Brewery. He had seen the logo that I had done for, uh, for my buddy's home brewery and hit me up and, and, uh, wanted to talk to me. And so, um, so I was able to start, um, you know, focusing more on, on illustration. And then, uh, you know, I, uh, actually ended up just like, uh, you know, uh, or sorry, I, I was able to focus more on illustration. And during that time was when 18th street brewery was starting to, uh, it was when they actually went from kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of like a home brewery into, you know, an actual brewery, you know, doing contract brewing at, at, uh, Spiteful and Pipeworks. And, um, so they, they, you know, were in need of, of, uh, you know, label design and stuff. And so, you know, during this apprentice, I was, this apprenticeship, I was able to, you know, focus, you know, three days a week on that or, you know, two days a week on illustration and then three days a week on this apprenticeship. And, um, you know, that just kind of kept getting busier and busier. And, um, you know, I, I reached the, you know, end of my apprenticeship and, um, you know, my wife was like, dude, I know you're not happy doing this apprenticeship. I know you hate, you know, counting pixels and like moving things and, you know, just kind of doing a really bland stuff that was just not, you know, I, you know, it was like the place I had worked before, at least I was like up and moving around, you know, I wasn't like creating anything, but I was at least like active, you know, whereas with the mobile app, it was like, I was sitting at a desk and I was still, you know, not creating anything. I was just kind of like counting pixels and making really crappy icons, you know, and I was just like, wow, this is, this is just horrible. So yeah, they, uh, the end of my apprenticeship came and they, they gave me an offer to hire and it was just, it was laughable. And, uh, yeah, my wife was like, she was like, dude, just, no, just quit. Like, just, just, you know, focus on, on illustration and and what's going on, you know, what, what you're actually happy doing and what, you know, she could tell that, you know, I was getting, as each new job came in, you know, I was getting better at it and, you know, more confident with it and, you know, having fun with it. And, you know, so she, she was just like, you know, don't accept the offer. Just, uh, you know, just start to start, you know, just try this full time, you know, to see how it goes. And, uh, so yeah, it, it ended up, um, uh, you know, doing that and, um, 
kind of that first full year, like 2013, was uh, freelance for 18th Street Brewery. And then the beginning in January 1st of 2014, uh, I was hired on full time um, and been there, been there since then. So, yeah, that pretty much leads up to today. That, that's it. That's all you got. You don't have any more information. You have nothing else to share with us. <laughs> Did I just Matt Sharp you, dude? Yeah. No, you you uh dude, you made Matt you made Matt look like one of my my school kids, dude. Yeah, you 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 were epic there. I I literally could have uh, in my head I had like a infographic like oh we're at 2008 it was like a boop and it was like sad face graffiti shows like 2000 <laughs> yeah. But I mean, first off, I mean there's a lot to take in there. But first, your your wife fucking rocks, right? I think. Oh, dude, dude, I can't, like, dude, you have no idea, like... Yeah, I mean... It's it's cool, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like... No. Dude, my wife is, like, mad cool, and, like, a total, like, uh... Because she's an artist, too, she's a creative, too, and, um, you know, just so... Uh, yeah, I looked out, man, like, she's, she's a constant inspiration to me, and then also, she, like, you know, she really likes what I do, and, and she's the one who like I pass everything through her before I let it out the door because I know if it sucks, she's going to tell me straight up, like you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> you know, don't show this to the world. This is bad. So, you know, luckily have, we have that, that kind of trust in each other too, uh, artistically. So. Yeah. No, yeah, we got to give her, yeah, we got to give her a huge plug. What's your, what's your wife's name? My wife is uh Sarah Jean. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. And she actually is the, uh, my wife's got an awesome story too, but, um, like she, uh, she's a, uh, motion, uh, a motion graphics designer. And, uh, she, she went into the onion as a, uh, freelancer and six months later became the department head of motion graphics and visual effects with like a team of six people. At the onion? At the onion. Yeah. Which is awesome in of itself. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you don't know what the onion is. I allow you to hit pause and then a get your head out of your ass, but then b go 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 look it up. And you know when you come back to us in a couple hours, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, yeah, I remember in college, my friends used to get like the physical, like printed versions of the onion. And yeah, like, when it was printed, yeah, it was. We would just fucking roll for hours. It was just like you would take turns. Like, all right, I'm gonna read. I get to read this one, and it was just like <laughs> that was like before anything. I mean, satire has always been a part of culture, but that was next ne- next level stuff. Oh my god! Unfo- yeah. yeah, unfortunately now uh, some of the reality of today looks too much like the Onion, and you're like, oh, it's made up. Like, no, that's fucking real. That just happened today. I know. That's the that's <laughs> the sad. Oh god, that's the sad truth. Yeah, it's like. It's like reality is putting the onion out of business. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no, no. We we were making fun. It's not like it's, yeah, yeah. It's like when like House of Cards, uh, you know, pre Kevin Spacey problems. Like they were mm. saying, like they had to change all their scripts because like everything was already happening. Like they're like these are supposed to be crazy ideas of what could happen, and this is this is happening with our our society. <laughs> like what is wrong? <laughs> yeah. So huge props to uh, uh, huge props to to the missus because. Uh, Oh, for I sure, think, for sure. Yeah, just in the same vein, you know, my wife's my biggest supporter. You know, you make those leaps in life and you kind of look around and they're like, yeah, go for it. You know, and if you fall and, you know, whatever, just knowing that at least you have, you know, someone who's there with you to pick you up or at least, you know, you know, cliche as they say, you know, walk hand in hand, but it just, it's important when you take, kind of take risks or you need to be kind of encouraged. So I think that 
Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, it's, I, you know, even going back to when you were growing up, you know, like I think the fact that, you know, your dad's doing, you know, not the typical, you know, business of being a florist and he has the, you know, the drawing bug in him. It's kind of in your, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the blood and, you know, supportive parents, you know. I think that's, you know, a lot of the stories, you know, it's like, you, it's always like, oh, you want to be an artist? Like, what is that? And I think now more than ever, it's the best time in life to be weird. It's the best time to be different. You know, to be an artist, there's so many different mediums and people are looking for murals more than ever. So, I mean, I think it's, uh, I'm not saying that uh, becoming an artist is the most always immediately high paying gig, but I think at least last, no. I think, but I think people are definitely, you know, a lot more you know, open-minded to it and, you know, it allows, it makes cities look, you know, especially the mural scene, you know, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia and it's just, it's epic there, especially with the graffiti and, I think it just, you know, when, now when I see like open walls, they're just boring. I'm like, man, so-and-so should just crush this wall, you know? Like, <laughs> totally, man. It's so cool. Like, I love it. You know, like, it's it's just great to finally see like, you know, you know, just stuff going up on the walls of art out on the street, you know, and and people like respecting it, not like, you know, it's not getting buffed every day. Cause you know, most of it's all legal walls now, but it's, and it's like, just so great to see, you know, public art, you know, it's just like, it seemed like that was just such a thing to scoff at almost like a taboo for, you know, growing up until like, you know, probably until, you know, like, I don't know what, five, six years ago when it yeah. kind of started, I would say, yeah. you know, people, but man, it's just, it's just so refreshing, especially here in Chicago, because we've, we've got so many good artists and, you know, whether it's street artists or graffiti artists, or it's, you know, just like, you know, uh, fine art painters, illustrators, whatever, but just seeing, you know, getting to see people, you know, doing stuff and, and then people appreciating it, you know, it's just like huge, like, you know, the fact that the public is looking and the public is appreciating it, you know, it's just like so refreshing, you know, after, you know, having lived you know, I'm going on 37 this year. So like having lived, you know, the majority of my life where, you know, art was, you know, like, like you were saying, not, uh, not really a socially acceptable, um, or even was socially acceptable. It wasn't like, you know, maybe in your family acceptable, you know, kind of like, Oh, you know, Oh, you, yeah, co- oh, you're, oh, you color. Yeah. Oh, you color. Yeah, exactly. It's like fucking Mara, oh, yeah. right? Like, oh, you're a tracer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he he colors pictures for a living or whatever, you know. Like, get a real job, Joey. Cool. Get a real job, yeah. Joey. It's like, Fuck you. Oh right. man, it yeah. was well, you know, it was 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 crazy as you know, uh, in Central Indiana, uh, it was like. Oh, you want to be an artist? Cool. Come work at this calendar company. Uh, and you know, basically, you know, fill in templates. And it was like, Oh yeah, no, I'd rather fucking die. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, yeah, you were like, you weren't in the most, uh, art centric populist areas either. You know, like little middle of nowhere, Tennessee, Indiana. I mean, no offense Uh folks, but like, you know, uh, especially like 20 years ago, it's definitely, you know, I know that like Louisville, Kentucky's got a great scene, and so does you know Nashville mm-hmm. now. But like, that wasn't always the case. You know, people forget the the tried and tribulations of folks, and so I, I think it's, really, oh, it's yeah. really nice to see that like where, especially you know the people who the love art and they're in the most kind of obscure places sometimes now. It's but 
But yeah, it's good because you're saying like five, six years ago, about a decade, I lived in like Europe for a little while and like mm-hmm. there was just art installations all over the place. And I was like, like, and people like they weren't being like destroyed or beat up. Like it was like, it was just like a, and people would use those as like landmarks. Oh, it's by this so-and-so artist's statue. And I was like, whoa. Totally. Totally. Like, yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it, it's crazy. Like you're saying, like, yeah, I mean. I, I'm surprised when I go down to Indianapolis now and like there's murals and there's, you know, there's uh galleries and, and, you know, people are open to it and it's just like, man, this is, this is rad because this was not here when I, when I, you know, went to high school here. It's just, it's, it's great to see, you know, smaller cities, you know, um, just embrace stuff like that. And, you know, what's crazy is, uh, you know, that was one thing I never really think about or I don't often think about, but, you know, skateboarding, uh, when we were younger, you know, it was, you know, we didn't have internet cause it didn't exist, but like we had skate videos and skate videos kind of showed you what was going on in New York. Skate videos showed you what was going on out in California. Maybe just showed you, you know, going out, you know, going on and, and, you know, just different places and different cities and stuff. And, and then, you know, introduced you to, uh, to a bunch of new music too, that you sure as hell wouldn't have found anywhere in, um, you know, just, you know, tennis in Ottawa, Tennessee, you know, like there's no way any of that would have ever been heard before. So, you know, like it's, it's, it's funny, just like magazines, you know, print magazines and like VHS videos used to be the internet basically. Yeah. Cause I remember I was like, you try to, I mean, I tried to skate for a while. I remember the, like my Santa Cruz deck and I was like so psyched cause like no one had the same skateboard I did. And like, that was like my little pe like my little you know piece of expression. Like you don't want to have the same thing as anybody. You're like, got my doc Martens for like, you know, I went to like a prep school, but like you were allowed to wear like, you, you had to wear like within like okay you wear I had to wear a jacket or and dress shoes but like they weren't really stringent on like everyone has to wear navy blue like it wasn't a uniform it was just like okay you check off you have a jacket you have dress shoes on like and I had to try to get like the you try to get the most unique you know things you go to the thrift store yeah. and get, like the crazy plaids <laughs> and then like yeah. I, my mom found like you know the blue suede high top like Doc Martens and like no one had those and so it was like cool like, and you always <laughs> just try to like be a little different because. Like, well, yeah, I yeah. wasn't like I wasn't outspoken like I am now. It's pretty quiet, you know. And so that was like I would that would be cool because people like, oh, that's a cool jacket. That's a you know, your kicks are cool. And it was like, oh, cool. Like I was this awkward little kid, you know. And it was like my way to like say a whole bunch of shit without being, you know, without having to like verbally, you know, stick up for myself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that, I, that's that's so funny because I mean that's I feel like that's like a lot of how. uh art was for me like it you know especially when I was younger because it was like I mean I played sports you know um and and I liked them back you know back in the day and you know you know I was I was pretty good at them or whatever but like you know that wasn't like the thing that I was proud of you know it was like oh yeah well I can draw you know I can draw a hand you know and you know and and for whatever reason that always worked for me is something that like, you know, I might not be good at this or this, but you know, I can do something, you know, and I can, you know, I can draw a picture, you know, and for whatever reason that was, um, 
kind of something that always I know for some kids that that doesn't help, you know, but I was I was fortunate that like I don't know, for whatever reason art was always a way, you know, that I that I could kind of like uh you know, in those in those areas where there I had absolutely nothing else, you know, in common with people like you know, being artistic was a way that I could, you know, express myself, you know, and, and, you know, be accepted by, you know, the, you know, the football players or the fucking whatever, you know. Yeah. And we are back. I hope you're enjoying yourself, folks, here. My man, Mr. Joy Potts, has lived an adventure he's a hard worker he's inspiring he's just an all-around good dude so interviews like this make my job a lot easier because there's so much story to tell there's so much detail there's so much adventure and it's exciting because i i'm excited hopefully in the future myself and mr potts will get together we'll have uh several libations and we'll see where things take us but i just really admire the hard work the you know the support of his wife you know who you know continue to push him you know when you find somebody like like that you know I know my wife is a huge supporter of what I do it doesn't always mean that it's easy you know the hustle is not always easy you know it's definitely you know not for the uh the thin-skinned but when you when you find that success you know however you define that and you know that you know you, you did it together or you did it through support. It's a beautiful and a powerful thing. And so I think that you know when you look at happiness, when you look at this episode, when you look at what we're doing here and how you define happiness and success, it's not always going to be monetarily. And you hope that when you find that you find that gig or you find that job or even you find that partner that you know they just make make things better. And that's a you know it's a very you know, symbolic, metaphoric, you know, definitely not a, you know, always a tangible thing. It's not a black or white thing, but, you know, happiness is important. And so if you're out there, this is one of those episodes, I think, that if we were to, you know, cherry pick for somebody who's on the, on the rise to look at, you know, just that timeline, the detailed timeline that Joey lays out of his, of his hustle and, you know, the shitty jobs, the the periods of time where you know you're just questioning things that's real that's honest it's you know and, and we appreciate Joey making himself you know open to that you know to, to sharing that and I think that if you're you know if you're if you're in your starter kit you're, you're getting out there you know it's not gonna be easy let's not bullshit you let's not say that you know it's gonna be easy it's gonna be hard and that's awesome because when it when you find that success again when you you find that plateau or that first project that you know that you put everything into or that you were on your bucket list it makes it all that sweeter and so i can't sit here and tell you that it's going to be easy i can't tell you that it's going to happen overnight but i can tell you that if you have work ethic and you believe in yourself that's important and that's 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 the foundation that's the first floor that's the you know maybe it's the basement whatever but i think joe is a good inspiration for that and so this is one of the episodes i think that you know the Utes, the two Utes, should look at, and if somebody or somebody who's getting ready to, to dive in or make that kind of uh, 
you know, right turn that, you know, this is an episode you'll look at and you'll think that, you know, hopefully will inspire you because, you know, Joey's a hardworking entrepreneur. He's doing some great work and really proud to have him as part of this. So we're just going to get right back into it. This is one of our longer episodes and we're really excited for that. And so without further ado, let's just get right back into it. Part Dua with my friend, the one and only Mr. Joey Potts right here on the 16 ounce canvas. Be inspired. Yeah, and I think what I like about your story, I mean, you don't, I mean, you focus a little bit on the shitty jobs. I think we've all had shitty jobs, but through all that, yeah, you man. still, I mean, you still, you still were grinding, right? I mean, and that's the thing. Like, oh yeah. Oh st- yeah. Like, I, and I think that as a you know entrepreneur, which I don't think a lot of artists think of themselves that way, but a lot of times it's like, you know, sole entity businesses, and so it's like. You know, when you, the good part is when you have a shitty job. If you know, if you're hungover, you had a shitty day, you're just not into it. Like you can probably coast through a couple of weeks of a shitty job, and no, like oh, easily, and you yeah, collect the paycheck. But like, if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. like, if your boss, like accountant, HR, the whole fucking deal at your job, like at Joey Potts Inc., like that's it. Like you can't, you can't kind of like flub through a couple of labels. Like that shit. Like there's, there's no, <laughs> no, there's no, yeah, there's no like protection in front of you. So I think that that's like you know. I do think it's it's you know we we don't want to all have shitty jobs, but I think all the shitty jobs make it when you like make that connection point, like you make it, you just feel it, like oh wait, I want to get up today, I want to go do this, I'm excited about this project, or you know like I'll put in a couple extra hours on that label or mural or whatever you know call I have with somebody, you know, so that's what that's what I think is really I, I love about doing this is meeting folks, you know just knew what they loved and you know it wasn't always easy and it wasn't the if you looked at the line you know it's a little wiggly goes a little far right and comes back and but it it got you where you're going you know and i think that's you know i think it's a good example for people you know i like that uh i like that you uh refer to artists too as as entrepreneurs because seriously it's not that's not the first word that i would you know that would come to mind uh, even, yeah, even crazy. For myself. <laughs> well, you know, Ballsy. like, yeah. no, not even that, but just like as a term of, of it being, you know, you, I mean, because seriously, like, like you were just saying, like, you have to be accountable for yourself. Like, you know, if you make something shitty, there's really nobody else you can blame except yourself, you know? So you are, you know, you, you, you have to have that, uh, that entrepreneurial spirit where you are motivated and, you know, you do care deeply about what you do and, and yeah, you know, you, there's a lot of crap that you got to, you know, deal with, you know, as far as, you know, if you do freelance and you got to pay taxes on that, you know, if you got to report that, if, you know, if you got to, you know, you got to, you know, do all your, you know, so we just did taxes today. So I'm like, okay. yeah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, I do appreciate, um, I do appreciate the fact that you do refer to artists as entrepreneurs. Cause seriously, like, um, you know, for a long time, it's, it's not a word that I would have associated with myself. Um, you know, no matter what all I've done in my past or I'm currently doing, you know, as an artist, I, I always just kind of consider myself an artist and, and have never really thought about it as an entrepreneur. So uh, I think that's a really nice, uh, really nice way of, 
um, you know, referring to artists and, and, and then, you know, having uh, artists, you know, hopefully think of themselves as that. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, too, yeah. We're trying to know. get we're trying to get the term entrepreneur to take off, but it hasn't really worked. So we're gonna work, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna work we're gonna work on it. Kind of a hodgepodge, but yeah, I know because I think that you know a lot of stories have that because it's really easy. Like if you work for another like an agency, you work for a bigger business, and then they just pass down the line what your project is, and you go home every mm-hmm. night, and you don't have to worry. Like you know, okay, you know they'll have something for me to do tomorrow. I don't have to worry about it. But like, yeah, exactly. You gotta yeah. find that balance. Like okay. Do I have too many projects? But like, is this client really reliable? Where they're going? They said we're going to do something, but is it really going to come for you know, this week or you know six weeks? And like, it's that whole, it's all these like moving you know parts that kind of have to kind of you know work. And I think that somebody could be a great artist, but they could be a really shitty business person, and they could you know, that, mm-hmm. and then they might be like, oh, you're not a successful artist. Well, it's like I can draw or I can paint or I can visualize whatever you want, but. I can't get that work or I can't get myself out there or even the, I can't get people to pay me what they should. Cause it's like, you know, this, you know, everyone thinks that like, Oh, I'm going to pay you on exposure and all that other bullshit. Right. So it's like, this yeah. Whole, this oh whole God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. 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 So I, I, I that's really resonated with me is I, I really consider artists, you know, to be, you know, entrepreneurs and, Especially when, you know, it's it's not even, like, you're not in a band. Like, you're one fucking person, right? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you, you got your wife there to kind of smack you in the back of the head and keep you in check and not have you send out shit. But, like, still, at the end of the day, like, you're doing a lot of, you know, a lot of juggling. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that uh, you appreciate that because I, I definitely, um, stuff like that inspires me. So, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of those, uh, you know, along those, along those lines was, something i just thought about when when we're talking is you know what, what the the hard part is too is that balance because um you know there's there are those artists who who do you know who do hustle until they get a job and then they get a job and then their art game slips you know so there's that hard op- you know there's that hard kind of uh that hard line that you got, that you got to kind of, you know, balance on all the time. Like, you know, I, I've got a full-time gig and luckily my full-time gig is with a, with an amazing boss, with an amazing brewery, like an amazing, like group of people. Um, you know, I get a paycheck every week, you know, like it's, it's rad, but as an artist too, you know, I have to, you know, constantly, you know, even though I am bringing home a paycheck, like, I still want to, you know, hustle to make sure that, you know, what I'm doing is, you know, that I'm happy with what's going out, you know, because, you know, it's a bummer if you, if you're an awesome artist and then you get a, get a gig or, you know, get a job and then you're, you know, then you're just, you know, kind of ease up and relax and just kind of go with the groove and don't push yourself anymore, you know? Yeah. And I've unfortunately seen that happen a lot of times. And you yeah, because it's like, oh well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not at work. You know, like uh, the, you punch clock. Like I, you know, I work in sales. I have a you know, I have a nine to five gig, and I love it. But like it's, mm-hmm. it's like I can't, I can't like when the when the when the clock you know when it's after quote unquote normal business hours, I can't be like, oh, I'll get back to you tomorrow. It kind of mm-hmm. it embodies who you are, and I think that's important, you know. And so I, I do manage, and you know, even making time for the project, you know, I just 
I, you know, I make my, I make it all work, but like you're saying, I think you, you can't give up even when you get to that point. Cause especially when your craft is something that can, that is, is judged by a lot of people. And with your work, mm-hmm. it's judged by a lot of people where you can't explain it. Like it's out yeah. there. Like you can't explain it. something like, <laughs> well, if you look at this right here in the corner, this, this really, you know, imagery represent, it's like, no, it like leaves and then it becomes somebody else's like interpretation. So if you kind of just kind of dial it in, like it's not going to, it's not going to represent you well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, and, man. Yeah. And then one more thing and we'll get into some other questions I have, but I think it's also, it's important, right? That, you know, you're working with a brewery and they make it conscious. I think it's important because as we interview folks at different stages of the career, some, you know, do freelance, some folks have done a couple labels for different breweries, but breweries like 18th street who have somebody, you know, where your job is, you know, creative and art and illustration. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really like, that's, that's the next level. Like, okay, again, it's like, okay, they're a brewery. Like what, what brewery is a extension of beer. Right. So, but then it's like, no, we want to make sure the visual and the experience and how everything feels. And so like, we've been, you know, tipping the cap a little bit to the, you know, the owners and stuff and, you know, the, the team there who, makes that commitment to, you know, cause what we were saying before it costs money to print those labels or buy the pr- printed cans. Like that's extra money that like, isn't beer money. Like it's a whole, th- it's a, it's mm-hmm. a really conscious choice to take it to the next level. And so, so you gotta, you know, you're also representing, you know, a lot, a lot more folks than just yourself and, you know, and the owner. So it's cool. It's cool. So I think it's uh it's really nice when folks appreciate, you know, the pieces that make it all happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, I've been, I got really fortunate, man. It's just like the owner drew is just, you know, he's, he's very, uh, just very open to, um, you know, to what I do. Uh, he's just, uh, I don't know. He's, he's the best boss I've ever had, you know, for damn sure. And, and, and a close homie too, you know, like at this point, you know, where we're not only, work together in business but we're also like homies too so it's like yeah. you know i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna let my homie down you know yeah, exactly yeah you're, as yeah, well the as the business you know yeah so it's you know it doesn't mean it's all always you know sure. flowers and fireworks you know but like you know you know if you have a, a disagreement you know whether if he doesn't like something with the label or you know you know you know it's for the better you know and you know you have to have that discussion because you know, it's, you, you both want the same thing. You know, you both want to succeed. You both want the brewery to succeed. You both want everybody who works, you know, at the brewery to succeed. You know, it's, it's, you know, creative, uh, you know, what's, what's nice is, is when it's like creative differences, you know, through two different creatives, you know, drew with the brewery and the business, and then me with the, you know, visuals of the, and the experience of the business, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool combo that we got, you know, going on over there and, you know, definitely something that, you know, especially, you know, even on my bad days, you know, I'll talk to somebody else who's in, you know, some, you know, works creative, but works in an agency. And, you know, I'm like, dude, we yelled at each other and then we drank a beer and everything was cool. And they're like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish we got to resolve our problems like that. Yeah, and when this will be kind of a good segue, but just we 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 didn't plug all the you know 18streetbrewery.com. It's with the numbers 18streetbrewery.com, and then Joey Potts with two T's, so J O E Y P O T T S.com. 
you don't have the Joey Potts handle on Instagram. You have the underscore, but it's Joey underscore Potts on the Instagram. Yeah. But what I what I love, and again, it's a testament to you know your relationship, is there's a whole section on the 18th Street Brewery website that has all of your all of your labels up there. I mean that mm-hmm. that just that to me is just it just says enough. It's like because some you know, and more and more now you see it like breweries will put the you know work by or a logo of the of the designer and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I, I th- but other folks don't do that. Other folks kind of keep it like super secretive. It's just like, oh wait, we don't want to we don't want to focus on on that, which is cool. You know, however they right. design it, yeah. as long as those checks mm-hmm. aren't bouncing, like they can do whatever they want. But I think it's just really cool when you see or you know you know they they go that extra effort. So when what what is the process working with you know w- you know with the the new labels coming out or you know, how much time do you have you know between you know new releases you know to work on your stuff. Man, uh, it, it varies for sure. But, um, uh, the, the process for the main part is that, um, Drew, who's head owner, head, you know, he's like head brewer and then Rich, who's, who's the, you know, in-house, uh, head brewer who's, who's in the brewery, you know, like every single, you know, five days out of the week, um, when Drew's, you know, might be away for business or doing, you know, doing whatever, you know, whatever he needs to do to, you know, um, you know, for 18th street, um, you know, they'll talk about a beer, uh, and hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed, get me a name of the beer and, you know, what style it is prior to it going in the tank. Um, you know, unfortunately that doesn't always happen, but, um, but let's say it does. And, um, so seriously, like for the most part, I get the name and the style of the beer. Um, and I just go from there and, uh, start, you know, a lot of it starts with, um, you know, whatever the name is, you know, I'll just kind of start looking around on, you know, I'll start Googling, you know, the actual words themselves. I'll do, you know, like the source, you know, I'll, I'll look up, you know, stuff on, you know, dictionary.com or whatever. Just trying to get like a roundabout anything I could get to gather information, you know, just on this kind of the, the you know, individual words themselves, you know, and then, you know, as a way to kind of like build this name this like name that might be a phrase together um you know in a way to start you know looking for um uh, reference imagery um and you know a lot of it is a lot of is a uh you know i'll just look around online you know try to find you know an image i guess i guess i'm going two steps ahead like when i first get the uh the name you know i'll start the sketching you know kind of uh you know sketching off the name and then you know i'll go in and start looking around for you know maybe there's a anonym or a synonym or, or you know something to go along with the uh you know the words themselves that are the name or the phrase that that you know is is uh making up the name of the beer um you know, start kind of pulling together images offline, 
you know, like reference photos or taking my own reference photos, um, which I've done some pretty funny, like reference photos just on uh, like the photo booth, um, you know, like having the computer, you know, five feet away from me and having to use a, you know, a paper towel holder to hit the button to, you know, try to get the, the countdown going. And, but, uh, you know, taking my own reference or, or, you know, pulling it offline or, you know, just doing image searches and, um, you know, and just kind of like starting to build off whatever the hell that name is. Like sometimes, you know, man, sometimes you get a name and you're just kind of like, uh, you know, what am I going to do with this? And, and a lot of times nowadays, you know, I've, I've done so many labels, uh, with Drew, like, he just, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, I, he basically trusts me to put together, uh, something that is, is going to represent the, the brand and the brewery. Um, if he has a, uh, something specific in mind, then he'll let me know. Like, like currently we're rebranding a, a beer of ours and, you know, he, he had an idea for, you know, uh, uh, taking away a central image and putting in like a pattern background. So it's like, okay, cool. Um, you know, so I'm going to start looking into, you know, you know, making a, a pattern background, but, you know, but I get to make that pattern kind of whatever, you know, whatever it is I want based off the name and kind of based off the previous branding of it, you know, so it doesn't feel like it's too different. Um, but 90% of the time, man, it's, it's seriously, I get the name and I just, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Just riff off that. And, and it's like, cool. I've got like, you know, probably two, three days to get it done. Um, a lot of times nowadays. Um, and so I'll spend a day basically concepting, um, another day kind of roughing everything in and then probably the final day, you know, getting it done and, you know, print ready for, you know, to send out to the printers. Um, but it's like, it's, it's seriously, I was talking to, uh, Mike Lawrence, um, uh, who does stuff for tired hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just this past weekend, he, he was in town with, with, uh, tired hands. We brewed a beer with them and, uh, super rad dude, but we were talking, we were talking about our different processes and, you know, it's like, it's, it's one of those things like people who aren't artists, you know, you know, they, they probably won't understand, but like, I swear like 75%, if not more, probably like 80, 90% of each label is concepting, you know, just like, just trying to figure out like, you know, what am I going to do for, you know, these two words, you know, how am I going to make these two words like stand off on the shelf? How am I going to make these two words, you know, turn into like uh, a cool memorable image, you know, like some sort of like graphical icon or, you know, some sort of, you know, like fun illustration that, you know, that will represent that those two words and, and, in a, in a way that people will see it and remember it and, and I'll be happy with too, you know, cause you could take, you can always take the easy road and, you know, do something like, I don't know, 
you know, the first thing that comes to mind or you can sit and think about it and research it and, and, uh, you know, just kind of like brainstorm on it and toss it around and, you know, like, so I can pull your hair out and then like walk the dogs and come up with the idea, you know? Yeah. Like well, yes. 38, 36 hours later, you know, and then you're like, cool, I got 12 hours to do this. Sweet. <laughs> but so do you, so you think by the time you're putting like the, the pen to the ink or starting to draw, like you're just trying to, like you have a, a concept in your head that you're just trying to get now, now at that point, as you're saying, just trying to almost like transcribe your thoughts onto the paper. Like you're already there. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm not already there, but I'm to a point where I can, I can at least get a rough sketch down, uh, whether on paper or whether, you know, the straight into the computer. Cause, right. um, at this, at this point I'm, I'm 90, like 95% digital. I work on a Cintiq and I just okay. learned very, very early that I had to bypass the, uh, the pin on paper and scanning and then cleaning. Cause it was just like, uh, pretty early on. Um, I just learned like, dude, if, if I have to go through this whole process every time, like it's, it's just not going to be pretty and I'm, I'm going to be missing deadlines. And, um, so I, I, I had to kind of just learn really, really quickly how to, you know, uh, how to how to just draw directly into the computer and and lucky luckily we uh since my wife is a motion graphic artist she had a uh she had a uh, wacom uh uh cintiq at the time which is one where you can just draw directly you know onto the onto a screen that's showing you you know you don't have that disconnect between you know just this thing you're drawing on that then shows up on your computer it's it's like you have two monitors um and yeah, I just, I, I just kind of had to learn like that. And now, you know, I do a, a bunch of sketches, you know, just on random pieces of paper, sketchbooks, like I swear I draw on the back of envelopes more than I draw on in an actual sketchbook. Um, and I've just got a, like a flat file full of these random pieces of paper that are <laughs> You know, kind of like the original sketches and drawings for for all these different labels, but uh, but yeah, so you know, but that that that's part of the process of trying to flush out that idea and you know, kind of kind of get get the most out of that concept is you know just thinking about it, researching it, and at the same time doing a bunch of different sketches, um, you know, a, as a as a way to brainstorm, you know, just to just to come up with something that, you know, is, is, you know, that I'm going to be happy with and, and, you know, that, that the brewery is going to be happy with too. Um, which is one of those things like, you know, I've, I've learned over the years, you know, like my, what I was doing five years ago is a hell of a lot different than, uh, than what I'm doing now. Um, I used to try to do a lot of kind of like scenery and full, you know, full label kind of stuff. And now I'm, I'm kind of paring it down and, and trying to just kind of find, I don't know, that more, instead of doing, getting lost in the details, trying to find that essence and, you know, kind of trying to, you know, kind of make bolder, trying to do more with less, um, 
you know, which is, which is something that years ago I would have been like, never would have thought I would have ever said, like, I always thought, you know, the more lines I can fit into this square inch, the better, you know, but you know, now I'm, I'm kind of trying to, uh, do the, do the inverse of that and, and, you know, kind of, you know, simplify it down to, you know, a few different elements and, in a, you know, that reads in a graphical way, but, you know, still in, in not a sterile way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, to, that, to be okay with empty space, yeah, I think it's hard for some people. It's like, okay. It, yeah. I have, yeah. All the, I have all these cool, I mean, it goes back to your, your mobile app days, right? You had to use every little pixel. Oh, and so you couldn't, you know, it was like, <laughs> wait, you didn't put, you didn't put anything over here. And right. And you can see that. And what I like is that is the diversity of your portfolio. I, I think that, you know, it kind of fits into what you're saying about, you know, kind of diving in and thinking about it, but you're not, you know, it's cool if there's variants of the different st- styles, you know, they kind of all have, you know, a foundation and they're, they have little tweaks, but they're, they're, I guess they're the same, but they're all, they're, they're different, which I like, you know, you kind of, you're not going back to your, you know, your same tricks. Each one has its own yeah. unique little story, which I really dig. And like I said, obviously you go to joypots.com, but I'm just, I mean, I love that the, the brewery has it on their website and you can kind of just see the, you know, all over the place, you know, the one mm-hmm. as a, as mm-hmm. a big, uh, as a big Escher fan, you know, the beware of the false prophet one. I think that's really, really cool. One of the, probably one of the older ones that you've done, you know, it's one of like the first ones they have. It's all, all at the bottom of the page, but I just really like that one. Cause it has that. That's funny, man. Thank yeah. you. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I always forget about that one too. Cause that was like a short lived little series that we did. Yeah. Uh, called uh in the, in the shadows. shadows yeah 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 and it, was, it was they were they were pretty fun and they um yeah it was uh yeah trying to go a little more graphic on some of those but it, it was a fun little you know experiment and got to do got to do like five or six like cool little labels and um you know that was a fun that yeah that's cool i'm glad that you like that one that's funny too i, I loved mcs and you know yeah, like, I, was in, I was in Holland. We got to go to, like, have a whole museum in either it's in Delft or the Hague. I think it's the Hague. And it was like, uh-huh. it was awesome. I mean, it was like four, oh, three or four bet. stories. And like even the chandelier, everything was from the, I mean, the moment you walked in was, you know, was him. So it was kind of, um, you know, younger me maybe would have, uh, in, you know, actually I'll just leave, we'll edit that part out. But I was going to say ingest, indulge in some edibles and, you know, <laughs> walked around. But I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, well, well, maybe we'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll edit. We'll clean it up a little bit. But yeah, it's, it was it was cool. <laughs> but um, one other thing I've noticed also is that you do collaboration work, and so do you collaborate on the labels, or is that more of the the beer? And what's what's going on there? Well, it's. I mean, sometimes. I mean, we do a, a lot of collaborations with uh, with different breweries. Um, yeah, it, and it, it's super rad because uh, then when we go to beer fest, you know, it's it's pretty awesome because you've you've got an icebreaker. You can be like, oh yeah, I'm from 18th Street. Like, oh sweet, you know, like instead of instead of like maybe being nervous or something. Like I got to meet, uh, I met Keith, uh, Keith Shore in Boston just for like 10 minutes, but it was like cool because like I love that dude's work and you know like. You know, but still, even as as artists, you know, like I'm not, I'm, you know, I'll still get nervous going up to talk to another artist, you know, and 
you know, but it was like cool because we had we had communicated back and forth a few times. We had uh, worked on a couple different things together, you know, via email. So, you know, it's it's cool to you know just be like, hey, what's up, dude? And then uh, met Carl that same day too, and and you know, again, it was like, oh, cool, you know, I work with 18th Street, and they're like, oh shit, like what's up, you know, and you know, uh, a few other breweries too. It's, yeah, because you get the the, um, the the Grateful Dead one. I'm you know I'm a big Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, so I definitely. And that yeah. was cool because it was like, I mean, I, and I didn't realize that was you guys until I, I saw it was you know kind of researching again. And unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of 18th Street, but you know, Drew, I'll send you my address. You can send me send me some beers. But <laughs> um, but no, but like I'm a big Dead fan, so I wanted to get that beer, and I really liked it, and it was cool. And then, you know, you're saying like uh, three about three weeks ago, I went up to Oxbow. And, you know, you know, Will Sears of Oxbow, you know, Keith was there from McKellar, mm-hmm. Carl and, um, and Mike, you know, Mike Van Hall does Aslan and uh, Stillwater were, were all there. And it was like, all right, cool. Oh, it was yeah. just like, it was awesome. Like I, you know, it's, it was a little bit of a drive, but I was like, you know, it, it was nice to, to meet them. We're still trying to shake Keith down to, you know, but they're so busy with all the McKellar stuff. But yeah, it's just, it is nice. Like, I think it's, it, it was cool because it's to say, oh yeah. And then to see you're working with Mike, like, I, I don't know, like you, you, uh, Mike, we had early on in our first season, and he and I really connected, and we were trying to meet. But it was just like I feel like a proud father, like you know, like I was psyched because you for you two to have like to hang out and have a respect for each other. It was just kind of like oh, cool, like we're all, it's just association by like inference, you know. And it was it was awesome. Yeah, totally. Like, I yeah. saw, I was like, fuck, yeah. I'm like, wait, I was like, is that Mike? <laughs> I'm like, that's Mike with Joey, and then boom, boom, boom. And it was like, so it's really, I think it's really, yeah, it's been a, it's really a great time for. For the labels you know i think that folks like yourself are really you know some of the work you do man is really it's and like i said they're all different so like your the, your tricks and your styles like you, each one is different and i really i really admire yeah. that i mean you do you do like the uh the skulls you have definitely a, a skull vibe going but i mean i would say that's probably you and michael probably ge- you and michael probably geeking out over some you know skull skull drawings and painful ways to you know kill people on the label but you know <laughs> Well, you know, it's like for me, uh, well, for me, it's like, I, you know, it's like if I don't want to just do the same thing over and over, like I I want to be done with the label and be done with it and take what I learned from that and, you know, move on and go, you know, and, and go to the next thing, you know, because I don't ever want to be, you know, complacent as an artist because, you know, then, then it's going to be like we were talking about earlier where you, you know, you get a job and then you just kind of coast, you know, and I, I don't ever want to do that. But Skulls, man, I just love them. I mean, shit, what more universal way can you represent everybody than uh, yeah. Skull, you life, know? Yeah, life, I mean, it's, life, it's, death. Yeah, we were watching the Goonies the other day. Like, it was all, I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, when I Willie, man, we were watching that with my kid for the first time, like, and they were like, they were shocked. Scared, oh, first and, time? That's awesome. Yeah, probably, yeah, I'm not going to win Parent of the Year Award. My, my oldest is seven, so that was kind of okay, but my youngest was a little like, oh, you know, running out of the room. But, you know, whatever. It's all right. Oh, uh, that's rad. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Oh, man. Yeah, because I was like out somewhere, and I'm like, what? I text my wife, she's like, oh, we're watching Goonies. And I was like, "What?" I think whatever the next thing I had to do, I was like, I'm coming home. Like, let's fucking, I don't, I don't miss that first moment, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it's cool. So, yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. All right, so so last question. This is probably the easiest one. Um, and preface that by saying I, I think that you know, I look forward to coming to Chicago because I think you and I could you know, talk for hours and just really 
going through all your stuff again, 18thstreetbrewery.com slash 18th labels. You can see a ton of stuff, joeypots.com. But they're just, they're really detailed, but they're, like I said, I like that they're all un- really unique and they all, they're all really, you know, in line with what you're saying, but they're all kind of, you know, little pieces of art. And so it's really, it's really nice. And you have ones that I would say are quote unquote more simple, like, you know, Disci- mm-hmm. Disciples Revenge, which is, you know, it's just very kind of like, you have to really look at it to, at first glance, you don't kind of pick up what it is, you know, uh, you know, sheep and wolf's clothing. So it's kind of, you know, what, again, to say what you're saying about how you looked at the wordplay, it's really smart, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's fucking nice. And I love that. And then, you know, the other ones are really like vivid and use of colors and then, then super detailed, like moonwalk IPA. Like you put the, put three of those together and you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know that it's the same artist. You might, might, if you want to get down to like, oh, the, you know, the, the strokes or the shadowing and stuff like that, but just kind of the, the versatility is really, uh, it's really impressive, man. Cool, man. I appreciate the hell out of that. It's awesome. And dude, if you ever come to Chicago, you gotta let me know. Cause man, we'll, we'll get together with, uh, Jetsa. We'll get together with like Jordan. Cause I think you're going to interview Jordan too, right? Yeah. I talked to Jordan last Paul week. Most. So yeah, we definitely, uh, uh, yeah. Awesome. So we're going to, Jordan, yeah. yeah, he's a cool dude for sure. Yeah, and it's cool uh, what, we're, what we're trying to do, and we're gonna do it this summer, in Connecticut. But I want to start like, and well, you'll see on his episode they're do, they're gonna do something really cool, but like doing kind of like art shows, you know, with folks like yourself, you know, trying to yeah, yeah. flip flip like the beer fest of just like crushing as many four ounce little drinks as you can in like a you know in three hours, <laughs> you know, which is cool, but like. I don't know, especially with the way IPAs are going and how strong they can be. Like, if you have a couple of those, your fucking palate is destroyed. And you really, like, so I just wish people would be able to go and just be like, get a couple of beers. So I think there's like the aggressive beer fest and then there's like the, you know, the high end one. But we're trying to do one where we flip it and the artists are the central point and then we have beer, but the beer is, you know, only those breweries that we've, you know, showcased their art will, artists will be, right, will be right. there. So it, it's a, so we're gonna try to do it here in Connecticut, then maybe like make a road show out of it or something like that. I don't know. It's one, uh, one day, good. one day at a time. But what what are you listening to when you're creating? Like, kind of, I mean, obviously, if you're at the brewery, it's a little tough. But like, what kind of tunes are you rocking? Ah, uh, man, I do. <laughs> I go between complete silence uh, to uh, podcasts. I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of like history podcasts. Um, and then uh there's a good one there's a good when, there's a good recent one that just came out about uh watergate it's pretty good if you like history oh i uh yeah i know what you're talking about i haven't i it's haven't listened good. to that yet yeah, it's pretty, but, um, it's pretty, yeah it's pretty uh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah um but uh music wise um chicago's got this really great radio station called vocal well um so i'll just turn that on they play a lot of local music and they play um a lot of, uh, I don't know if the word underground applies to hip hop anymore, but like local hip hop or, um, you know, maybe, maybe just not stuff that's going to be radio played, you know, it's not the top 40 stuff, but, um, and then if I'm on Spotify, I listen to like a lot of like nightmares on wax, lockhead kind of stuff. Um, and then, and I actually just found, uh, my, uh, a buddy of mine is a producer i I say buddy like i mean i i know him a long time ago but uh don't worry i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call him up to like validate your friendship it's all yeah (laughs) (laughs) but real cool dude like 
really good producer and i just found uh all these playlists that he has on spotify and uh so i've been listening to those and just getting kind of lost in those because they're just like he's got some like crazy psych rock ones like some crazy like latin ones like so um so yeah man just send kind of a mix of over, like dude. yeah send some of those over yeah i remember i was in like i got to go to europe again for work this past year and where i was at mm-hmm. some bar and the deep like the bartender was just playing some weird like new tunes for me and i'm always like i'm like what is this and he's like let me see your phone you have spotify i'm like yep he's like boom oh you told this, you you yeah. heard i yeah. heard that uh yeah. when you were talking to carl or something yeah, yeah i fucking love it yeah carl sent me a couple of his playlists and so like i love that stuff it's like the my newest thing is now with spotify like discover you're like your discover mix or whatever not to mm-hmm. they're not a sponsor but like it breaks down like your four or five most common like styles so you have like one discovery or daily mix like one through five and like it's awesome each one like one's like old school hip-hop one's like edgier rock stuff like rock and tours other ones like, mm-hmm. more, like more like fish and hippie stuff like it's awesome like it depends on the, if i'm at the gym i'm like all right let's go to, like the little like more aggressive stuff and you know it's all yeah i don't know what that whoever <laughs> well, that's great yeah i mean talk about mobile app people you know it's not for everybody but whoever the guy that wrote that algorithm or woman excuse me um they're fucking crushing it because it, it's like perfect. It's like it, it's definitely like ninety percent. It's hitting, yeah, it's hitting hard. Dude, it was so funny. A few weeks ago, uh, my wife and I were were both working from home, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, I'll just throw on my daily mix." And my my wife likes like awesome music, and um, so she threw on this mix, and like she she likes a lot of like like garage rock and kind of like punk and you know, this kind of weird shit. And, um, but it was like five horrible songs in a row. And we were just singing each other. I was like, your daily mix sucks. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't know <laughs> so you I at all. I haven't, I haven't tried it since then, but uh, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll have to try this. <laughs> yeah. Go back. Yeah. I mean, obviously when like, yeah, my wife turned my, yeah, I'm the same here. My wife is like, if there was like, I, I'm going to wait till they have like, you know, rock and roll, you know, Jeopardy uh, auditions. Cause she just crushes it. She's like, Oh, this is, I'm like, what? I'm like, how do you even know that? Like, where did, uh, oh, I heard that once when I was in high school. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. She's the brains of the operation by far, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely, uh, outshot the defense on that one. I definitely, uh, over, yeah. So I'm definitely thankful for that. Uh, the, uh, you gotta if if you want to hear that playlist, um, it's Marco Jacabo. So M A R C O. Jacabo. J yeah J A B O. It's not spelled like Jetsa, right? It's gonna be like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like Q Q five Jupiter. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, cool. Yeah, Pots P O T T S JoeyPots.com. Joey underscore Pots on Instagram. 18th Street Brewery. You know, thanks so much, man. I look forward to coming out to Chicago. I'm pretty psyched, and yeah, I just I really dig what you're doing. Your work is super detailed and vivid, and I, I yeah, it's exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up next, and definitely uh, we'll be uh, calling you up next time I'm in Chicago. Dude, for sure, please do, man. This is super fun, man. Uh, thanks for including me, man, because this uh, you know I've been catching up on on the podcast, and you're doing a really really rad thing, and. Uh, yeah, like I said before, thanks, thanks for, thanks for uh, pointing out, you know, that artists are entrepreneurs because I think that's super rad for, you know, people to hear for sure. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, hit me up and we'll we'll, we'll chill for sure. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to it. Uh, until next time, thanks, Joey. And uh, tell your wife that she fucking rocks too. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I most definitely will, my man. Oh right, cool. yeah. Later, Joey. Bye. Bye bye. And there we have it, folks. The one and only, the essential Joey Potts interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Another great story. I think it's a lot of fun to learn about his process, the technical aspect, his career, how he works with the crew over at 18th Street, and just the, the driving force to, to being artist. And I think that I think that's something special because I, I definitely you know, we have something that, that just drives you. And even, you know, as he was saying, you know, he has the the full-time job, he has the paycheck, but he still has that, you know, that passion and that, you know, that that love of art inside him. And so I, I just have applaud Joey. Really great to get the opportunity to meet him. You know, thanks to Matthew Ryan Sharp for the introduction. Look forward to connecting with him with Chicago. And this has not been planned. I have no... F- idea how it's going to happen but there's so many great artists that we've met because of this program and we're going to put a few of them on blast because i think when we get out to chicago we should figure out a way to have some sort of road show or maybe we should just have a meeting of the minds and it'd be off the record and we all just get together and just get drunk together but we got you know we got jetsa we got jordan we got jason with Pipeworks, we got nikki with off color you know, Phineas with Half Acre, and the list goes on and on, and I don't know, I love that town, I love the beer in that town, and so, you know, if one, two, three, six of us get together, and we stumble out of wherever together, that'll be an epic night, but we will see where the winds take us, it'd be cool if we can make it into an art show. Maybe maybe the first meeting will just be a meet of the minds, and we'll you know we'll get together you know at somebody's studio or you know a back alley somewhere, you know and, and do it up. But you know we really and we've had a lot of great success, a lot of love with the, the Chicago area. You know, Joey's not an Indianian, which was a little disappointing. You know, but you know it, it's good to know that when we get out to Chicago, we'll have the opportunity for everybody to kind of get together. And you know, and hang out. So it's a lot of a lot of great folks. But like I said, we'll see what happens. You know, it's a it's an adventure. It's an adventure waiting to happen. Maybe we'll recruit. You know, have Matt come in. You know, Matthew Ryan Sharp. We'll get uh, Adam to come over from Michigan. Adam Foreman, and we'll see where we go. So stay tuned for that. Or not. You know, this revolution might not be televised, but we'll, we'll keep it honest. We'll keep you guessing. Remember, you can check out Joey at joeypotts with two T's.com. 18th Street, 18 18th Street Brewery.com for more information there. It is a lot of fun. I hope you're having as much fun as we are. We got a lot more where we came from. Like I said, we just announced the sixth season. We will be announcing our first ever, first ever exclusive. 3D in-person event this summer, July, in New Haven, Connecticut with some of our artists. We'll bring them to you, so stay tuned for that. 16OZ Canvas is the hashtag. Use it aggressively. 
16OZ Canvas is the Twitter, is the Facebook, is the Instagram, is the Vero. And our website is 16OZCanvas.com. Remember, shameless, shameless, shameless. Feel free to head on over to iTunes. Give us the five-star gang sign. We love it. Five stars is where the player's at. Or you can leave a nice review. Hopefully a nice review and a nice rating. But we do appreciate it. We thank you for listening. We're all excited for the future. And we'll be building this community together week by week. And it is going well. So it's been a great week. And until next time, thank you, thank you, and yes, thank you. Cheers, everybody.